Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms. My name is Jerry Haley, and I serve on the personnel committee in our congregation. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us bow our heads as we prepare for worship. O gracious and holy God, give us diligence to seek you, wisdom to perceive you, and patience to wait for you. Grant us, O God, a mind to meditate on you, eyes to behold you, ears to listen to your word, a heart to love you, and a life to proclaim you. Through the power of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised to the pray, in praise to the glory of God.
If you are able, please stand for a call to worship. Our call to worship today comes from the 34th Psalm, the first three verses. Let us bless the Lord all, at all times. Let our praise of God be continually been in our mouths. Let our souls boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. O oh, come and magnify the Lord with me. Come, let us worship God. The God revealed to us in the pages of Scripture is a welcoming and inclusive God who directs us to love one another. <laughs> we need to seek to remove all barriers that keep us from that love. So let us now join together in confessing all that separates us from each other and from God. Shall we pray together the prayer of confession? Gracious God, our sins are too heavy to carry too real to hide, and too deep to undo. Forgive what our lips tremble, what our hearts can no longer bear, and what has become for us a consuming fire of judgment. Set us free from a past that we cannot change. Open to us a future in which we can be changed, and grant us the grace to grow more and more in your likeness and image, through Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Almighty God, who has promised forgiveness of sins to all who turn to him in faith, 
does pardon you and set you free from all your sins, strengthens you to do his will, and keeps you in eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. So friends, with that in mind, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. together as we stand, let us join in that great affirmation of the faith, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now we ask uh, that we take a moment to be in fellowship with one another as we greet perhaps some people you haven't seen for at least a week. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Church of the Palms for worship here in the sanctuary and those of you who are worshiping with us on television. It is a good day. It's rainy. No, it's not rainy. It's a very good day. So we have wonderful announcements. First of all, before announcement, if you think of it, please pick up those um, few friendship pets and write your name and pass it along so we can greet one another by name. There is a mission trip. Pastor Bruce is not here because he's leading a group of people to Nicaragua. And with all his wisdom, he took them out of here, out of Sarasota, I understand, at 4 a.m. yesterday. <laughs> so I'm sure they're very happy with him. And let us pray for them every day and uh, let us remember to pray for those they are serving and working with as well. So this would be a good week of working for Christ and learning and growth in spirituality for all. There is also something called Rock the Universe that is for students. If you have a student in your home, please remember to register them online for uh, Rock the Universe, which is September 13 through 11 through 13, and the deadline is August 14th. Family Movie Night. This is a wonderful idea that Lori Haas came up with. 
It is going to be August 12th at 6 to 8 p.m. in the Campus Center over there. Everybody is invited. The movie for this month is going to be The Emperor's New Groove. If you haven't seen it, it's fun. And um, now, are there any other joys or concerns that I did not mention? We have Roland Vandervoort um, gone home to God on Monday, and his service was here on Friday. And please remember Roland's family as well as Dorothy Boussier, uh, who also went home to God the same day. Fred, Fred Busher is turning 90, 90 on Friday, so congratulations to Fred. Um, now, if there is no other joys and concerns, let us worship God through the giving of our tithings and offerings.
Let us pray together. Lord, you were rich, and yet you became poor through your Son, that we might experience the richness of your blessings. Help us now as we think about that to give generously to you and to others as much as you have given to us. We pray this in the name of our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. And now, children, come forward and join Lori. Ashley and Chloe, good morning. I know I saw Kate, too. Oh, my gosh. We have about 25 of your friends over in the garden today, too. I'm just saying we're going to have a nice full house upstairs. So I'm so glad you're here on this rainy day before school starts. Since school is getting ready to start, I thought we should do a good series on games. So do any of you guys like to play board games? Board games with your family? Do you have one that you want to share? Do you have one, Kate, that, a board game that you play? Yeah, what is it? Candyland. Candyland, that's a great one. Did, oh, what else? Battleship. Battleship, ooh, that's a good one, Karen. Yahtzee. Yahtzee, ooh, good, Sam. Game of Life. The Game of Life, that's a good one, too. Wow. This game today, you're going to have so much fun with, but let me tell you the story in the Bible that it goes with. It's about the time that all these people were following Jesus to hear him and to listen to him, and there were about 5,000 of them, like way more than all these people here, and something in their stomach started growling. What do you think they were feeling? It's like growling and turning, and they've been sitting there all day long. What do you think? What do you think they're feeling? Food. Food. They're feeling like hungry and they want food, right? Well, they look to the left, no McDonald's. They look to the right, no Burger King, Subway, Publix, nothing except one little boy who had a lunch. And this is what was in his lunch. You want to hang, hang out of this for me? What is that? Can you tell? It's bread. It's like these little barley loaves, and guess what else he had? Fish. Maybe not tuna fish, because they probably didn't have can openers yet, but he had some fish. So if you have food in your hand, hold it up like this. That's okay. Do you think that's enough food to feed these people? No, heavens no. We'll put that back in here. Because Jesus said, bring that boy's lunch to me. Let me see that lunch. Hmm, and he looked at it, and you know, Jesus has friends in high places. And you know what he did? He thanked God for this blessing, for this abundance. And then he gave it to his disciples. They passed it out to all 5,000 people. And then you know what else? There were leftovers. There was so much that Jesus took care of in that miracle. So here's a question for you. Those guys were hungry for food. Have you ever played the game Oh, hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah. Do you know what they're hungry for? What are they hungry for? Marbles. For marbles. Well, guess what? You know what God wants us to be hungry for? A relationship with him. And, like in this game, you win if you get all the marbles, right? You got to, like, get all the marbles. There's only so many marbles. Well, there's enough love of Christ for all of us, for all of us in this room, for all of us out in the whole world. And that's what he wants us to be hungry for, that relationship with him. Can we pray together? Gracious God, we thank you. We thank you for loving us so much that you want to know us, each one of us, that you want to have a relationship with us. Help us, Lord, to hunger for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lori. That was a wonderful children's sermon. One of my favorite, all-time favorite stories in the Bible. Today's um, scripture lesson comes from Ephesians chapter 4. You have it in the bulletin, verses 1 through 16, but I might skip around a few verses. So Paul's letter to the Ephesians, 
chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, 11 through 13, and 15 and 16. I therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. The gifts we, he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up the body of Christ. Until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. <clears throat> but speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knitted together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our salvation. Amen. Well, some people, some of you have asked me which Winnie the Pooh story I'm going to use today. Well, I have news for you. I'm not using any. I'm well educated and widely read without using a language you do not know. And I just like Pastor Bruce, I can use the word that you cannot even define. Well, Pastor Bruce even cannot define. Actually, even I cannot define. So prepare to be amazed. Now listen to the wise words from a man who is a doctor and, no, and a poet, no less. This way to the big tent, you'll find your head spinning. Why, ladies and gentlemen, youngsters and oldsters, your heads will quite likely spin right off your shoulders. So hurry, step lively, quick, ladies and gents, and get in your seats in my tent of all tents. My parade of parades is about to commence. You'll see drum major Sneaklock fling flung his baton, and my organ, my organ, Magrukan, comes on with its hot streaming pipes of gold brass plated tin. Snorting all sorts of snorts and in bumbling din, that is super stupendous, sturorous. And when I play Dixie, please join in the chorus. Then a tough, muffled truffle will write on a huffle, and next in the line a fine flummox with shuffle. The flummox will carry a lunch in a pail, and a fibble will carry the flummox tail. And then comes a lion who is partly a trout, then most stuff for 45 minutes about. There is no excuse for us not to recognize the context of these words. We live in the most circus of towns, with performers in museums and even some clowns. What does that have to do with today's scripture lesson? My husband asked me when I was preaching at him. So listen carefully, think deeply. The connection's quite clear. A circus takes all sorts of folks with all sorts of skills, each doing their part from daring to menial, from boring to not, to pull off the show that is the greatest on earth. The Apostle Paul does not have the gift of light words or fanciful images to help us understand a task far more complex 
and in, indefinitely more wondrous than a circus or a movie or NASA's flyby Pluto. Further, he knows that what God is calling us to do can be extremely hard, wondrously exciting, and sometimes dangerous. It requires a dedicated and unified effort. We have to work hard together for something we now see in a mirror dimly. But that does not matter for the ringmaster supreme our God sees clearly at all times. Remembering us um, that he writes from prison, the apostle Paul invites us to enter into a dialogue with him. Everything he says and we say is in the context of an opposition and peril that cannot be escaped. The apostle tells us that what we need is not true grit or wall-shuddering strength. What we need is humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another, maintaining the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. The one call of making disciples for the service of Christ is the greatest call on earth. It requires a host of performers and workers, which is to say the work of the one call is about relationships, our relationships with one another. It is about people honoring each other, supporting each other and letting others have the spotlight. What is magnificent is that we all work together on the amazing diversity of what God has and is and will do in the world for the sake of our salvation. If the Apostle Paul was or were Dr. Seuss, he would perhaps tell us what, whether that we are the one who flies on the trapeze, hammers the tent packs, sells the tickets, cook for the workers, hangs the posters, or shovel up the elephant droppings. We are all part of the same one body. Here Paul becomes more poetic than Dr. Seuss, saying there is one body and one spirit just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. And then we get to verse seven of Ephesians chapter four. It is easy to run past, but it is of amazing importance and great comfort. It reads, but each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Now ignore all that is happening in all the other rings of the circus, this is the heart of the message. We each are given grace to be a part of the greatest calling on earth. We each have a part to play, but the part we are to play is not limited by our own frailties and blindness. We are given grace to be the role we are to play by God. Further, the measure of the grace we are to receive is determined by Christ's grace. Not only are we not limited, but the one who is the very Lamb of God, the very Savior of our souls, the true Son of God, gives us gifts not based on our limits, but on Christ's graciousness. How wonderful and comforting that is. We receive and are called to use gifts that are worthy of Christ. We enter the struggle not on our own, but as Christ's unified body. The father of reformed Presbyterian faith, John Calvin, believed each person's call is equal in value and importance with any other person's call. But Paul goes on to remind us that until we have achieved the fullness of Christ's stature, we need one another. We must be knit together into one body that is the body of Christ. Today we come to this table of our Lord 
Here we celebrate the individual gifts of grace Christ has given to us as our calling. We also celebrate the gift of grace beyond grace. As we are taught by the gospel according to John chapter 4 verses 32 to 35. It was not Moses who gave us the bread from heaven, but it is our Father who gives us the true bread from heaven. And Jesus also said in John chapter 4, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Today we celebrate that Jesus is the bread of life, and the cup of salvation, the sacrament of God's love given for us. In coming to this table, we say who we are. We are the one body of Christ, sent to fulfill the one calling of God's holy love. The Circus Magrucus, the world's greatest show, on the face of the earth or wherever you go, the Circus Magrucus the cream of the cream, the Circus Magrucus, the Circus Supreme, the Circus Magrucus, colossal, stupendous, astounding, fantastic, terrific, tremendous. I'll bring my acrobats, jugglers, and clowns from 1,033 faraway towns. Our many callings bring us together in the one call of God's gracious love, making disciples for the service of Christ. And that call brings us to this one table, the sacramental meal in which we know ourselves to be accepted and welcomed as a part of the one body of Christ. Thanks be to God for this one call. Amen.
The scripture said, people will come from east and west and north and south and will feast at the kingdom of God. And friends, this is the Lord's table and our host is Jesus Christ and all of us are invited to this table to come and feast with him. Let us pray. Most gracious and loving God, it is truly right and our greatest joy to give you thanks and praise and to worship you with all our hearts and souls and minds and strength. In mercy, you have reached beyond our sin and brought us into your embrace. We thank you for your son, Jesus, who, whose life and ministry, death and resurrection free us for salvation. We give you thanks that your judgment is for our redemption and our grace is for our restoration. We thank you for the new life you have given us all as we turn to you in Christ's name. Let our gratitude be expressed in the words of our mouth and the actions of our lives. As we bless this, we pray that you will bless us and those we serve. We ask for your blessings upon all those missionaries and mission trip participants in Nicaragua. Merciful God, we lift up the sick, the broken, the lonely, the homeless, and those who are recovering from sickness. Touch each and every one of them with your healing hands, we pray. Give your comfort and peace to those who are mourning this day, and bless those who are getting ready to come home to you, we pray. Gracious God, now pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these your gifts of bread and wine, so that as we partake of them, we may become your disciples for the service of Christ, near and far. We bring our prayers to you in the name of our Lord Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, on the night of his arrest, our Lord Jesus took bread, after giving thanks to God, he broke it. And give it to his disciples saying, this is my body broken for you, take, eat, and remember me. In the same way, he also took the bread, took the cup saying, this cup is a new covenant sealed in my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Whenever you drink this, do this in remembrance of me. So every time we eat this bread and we drink of this cup, we proclaim the death of our risen Lord until he comes again and he will come again. And now Jesus took bread.
after supper, Jesus also took the cup. Let us pray together. 
With joy, Lord, we give you thanks and praise for these gifts of your son's body and blood. We give you thanks that you love the world so much that you gave your only son so that everyone who has faith in him may not die, but have eternal life. Help us now to live more fully in the world in which you have placed us in order to do your calling to us. We pray this in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Now go in peace, remembering your one calling to make disciples for the service of Christ, to share God's love and grace with all you meet all through the week. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you, now and always. Amen. Amen.